0: I think that's a bigger problem than the actual problem itself. Like, I don't think people are afraid of failure. I think they're afraid of people seeing them fail.
1: I've always felt and
0: nice fear. I was born with several palsy. I have
1: always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to sleep. And I'm
0: proud to be an individual.
1: This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader.
0: Maybe you are the one that everyone
1: discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the
0: next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world.
1: Hey, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. And today we're talking about how to build a business when you are working a full-time job. You can have like a nine to five, you can be established in a career, or you can have a full-time job being a parent. There's so many different things going on. How do you find the time to grow your side hustle into a full-time business and be able to have the freedom that we're all looking for? Today's guest is Raj Jana and he shares with us exactly how he was able to build his business, Java Press Coffee Company, while working a full-time job. He shares about leveraging gaps in your day, the importance of a morning routine, and how setting intentional goals can set us up for success he has an impressive bio. He has helped over 200,000 individuals use coffee as a vehicle to achieve more daily fulfillment. He's grown the company to seven figures while working his full-time job. His company has been endorsed by Damon John of Shark Tank and featured in Inc. Magazine, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the coolest thing is that they are an official partner with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But before we get started, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button so you do not miss another episode. And if you've been listening for a few episodes and have gotten any value from this, please consider leaving us an honest review. One last thing before we get started on this interview, if you are a content creator, maybe you have a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, or maybe you're thinking about starting one, but you struggle with consistency. I tell you, I understand because it is a lot more work than people think. But it's so important to be consistent so we can spread our messages to the people that we're trying to reach. So I created a free course for you. It is all about consistency with your content and building in systems and processes that make sure that you are deliberate with your production and staying on course with your work. You can grab that course by going to Heather parody.com forward slash free course or you can text content to three four five three four five. again that is content at three four five three four five.
0: I used to be a petroleum engineer in my previous life, which sounds crazy to me to say previous life um just I just turned twenty seven so like it just feels weird to me but anyways, but I used to be a petroleum engineer I graduated school from i went to the University of Texas, graduated with the petroleum engineering degree got a six figure job right out of school
1: that's insane
0: i was I was living I was living in New Orleans at the time I was having fun i mean it was just I, I, So my parents, you know, they were like, Raj is set. You know, he's going to be just doing great things. He's going to be moving up the corporate ladder. And I was moving up the corporate ladder. But I think I was just feeling a lot of, there's just something missing in my life. You know, I was in student debt. I did pay for myself through school. And I just saw myself chipping away at that debt. At the time, me and my girlfriend were doing long distance. And so I didn't have anyone to really enjoy the money I was making with. So I felt like there was a disconnect there. Uh, my parents, uh, my dad got laid off from his corporate job when I first started working, and I had to spot him money and send money home. So I just felt like if I wanted to be there for all these people and do all these things, uh, I needed something more. And so I started kind of teaching myself entrepreneurship on the side, just jumping into side hustles, and I bought a couple courses, nothing crazy. Uh, and I started launching a few products online. And then as I was doing that, I um, one of my mentors. Uh, he he worked 37 years for the same company. He was a cube mate, actually, like 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 my cubicle mate. Um, he was a geologist, and I was a petroleum engineer, so we did a lot of work together. And uh, 37 years at the same company, uh, and with three months left until retirement, he had a heart attack and died. And. You know, it wasn't even him dying. That was a shock for me. But the crazier part for me was seeing his wife come in the next week to clean out his cubicle. Uh, She had retired the week before and she came in and I'm sitting here like, you know, a year into my new job. And I'm looking at this, this woman who's learning all these things about her husband that she never knew because he spent so much time at work and he had, you know, and, I just, it was just a huge light bulb for me. Like I just didn't want that. And um, I didn't want anyone in my life to experience that. I didn't want my parents, you know, my dad has the classic immigrant story, came to the U.S. with $60 in his pocket, worked his way up, became a huge executive, but he was always working, Yeah. always working, never making time for himself. And uh, the idea of something like what happened to Jerry, my mentor, happening to my father was like oh my God, you know, that was just the biggest, uh, I think inspiration, motivation, and really the birth of my why and why I wanted to be a successful entrepreneur. So then I started doubling down on just entrepreneurship and side hustles, like whatever I had launched at the time, Java press was the company I had at the time. At the time, I didn't care what I was going to make successful. I just wanted to be successful because of all of the things I was experiencing at that time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and that's what changed everything for me. At that point, I uh, just, I woke up at 5 a.m. before work to work on my business. And then from 6 to 8 p.m., I worked on my business after work. I, I, just, I just committed 100%. But yeah. I didn't have the financial means to quit and focus on it full time. Right. Um, so I kind of had to do it both. And, uh, and then seven months later, we were doing really well.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you've done very well. And we're going to dig into that here in a little bit and hear exactly your philosophy with building a side hustle into a full-time business. But I want to dig in a little bit more to that point of you being 22, making six figures and being successful. Um, I really want to highlight that because I know that a lot of times we put a dollar amount on happiness and purpose and success and you hear over and over again, people say that that's not enough. So what do you think was that discontentment there? Like what was going through your mind when you are making this money and you have landed this job and you have this seemingly purposeful, awesome life, but you were feeling discontentment. Can you dig into that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, to give some backstory, you know, I played a lot of tennis in high school uh, and I was very competitive and, uh, you know, we ended up reaching the state finals our year and like, it was just a really successful career, but like that was four years. So I had my freshman year to my senior year to make a dent and then I could I can do my best, put everything on the table. And then at that point I could move on to the next chapter, uh, which was college. So four years, push as hard as I can. Right. I went to college when I was in college, I started my own uh, fraternity. Uh, there. So I chartered a fraternity on campus and I had four years to set that up and make it great. And we did. Four years later, it was awesome. We were recruiting all these kids. We had amazing philanthropy. It was just an amazing legacy that I could leave behind. When I started working full-time for the first time in my life, I didn't have a four-year window. Mm. I had a 40-year window Mm. and I saw no end in sight. I literally was just coming into work, working on stuff. And I was I was working on cool stuff. It's not like I wasn't enjoying work. Right. But I just felt like I didn't have the reins. Like I was at the mercy of my bosses. Like they 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 I I had to play politics. I had to play games that I just never had to play. Um, you know, growing up. And it just I didn't feel like I was in control. And for the first time in my life, I didn't feel like I had a runway. I didn't feel like I had a legacy. I just didn't feel like there was enough time. I just felt empty in that. And that. that was a very sobering realization. Even if I wasn't going to be successful, I just had to do something.
1: Right. Right. So, so. You, you said this guy was your mentor, the one who passed away. And I'm sorry for your loss. How was he a mentor to you? Was it a business mentor? Was it more of a personal, like what kind of relationship did you have? with
0: him? I would say it was more of a work mentor. So he taught me a lot about geology and taught me a lot about how to be a good engineer and what geologists need. So it was more work specific. I actually think I learned more lessons in his death than I did like in his time alive. Like the biggest lesson in my life is me realizing that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And that happened at the unfortunate loss of his life. And uh, because that's the thing, like when I was there and I was at work, we just talked about work. We never talked about anything outside of work like we just didn't we didn't talk about our hobbies We didn't talk about love. We didn't talk about any of those things that light our souls on fire We just talked about work for me. That was I was already feeling disconnected with work, but he was helping me out a lot Mm. And so, you know, he was he was a, a work mentor and a friend. He was a friend I enjoyed being around him and I enjoyed his company and um
1: yeah so this kind of lit a fire under you where you're like, oh, man, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a side business. Um, were you, was your plan to go into full entrepreneurship at the time? Or did you just think, Hey, I'm going to start playing around a little bit and see what I can learn?
0: Yeah. So I'd already been kind of playing around. So I launched our first product on Amazon. Yeah. So we had a coffee grinder, actually. That was our first product. Um, Why did we just- you say
1: coffee? Where, where did that come from?
0: So coffee, uh, I bought a ton of courses on entrepreneurship and, um, you know, just picking markets that have a lot of potential. Yeah. And to me, I started thinking about it. I mean, coffee is one of the most, like, it's just, everybody drinks coffee. doesn't matter if I own a small piece of the, the industry or a very large piece, I'm still going to be successful and make enough money for me to leave my job, which is literally all I thought about. I just want to make enough money to not have to come into work every day. And I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to be in my own reins. And so that's why I picked coffee in the beginning. So when we launched, we, I didn't even launch with coffee that we launched with our coffee grinder, which is like, like a manual coffee grinder. And so I launched it and then Jerry passed. And, uh, and yeah, and at that point I just, I, I didn't have the money to leave. Like I couldn't, I had all this student debt like I was sending my parents money home every month. Like I just didn't have the capacity to pick up and it would have been a very selfish decision of me to get up and just go chase my dreams full yeah. time uh, yeah. when I had all those responsibilities on me. And so I didn't have that luxury. So I, I just did what I could in the time I had and I forced, it forced me to just learn, get r- relentless with what I was executing on and how I was executing who I was hiring I got to, it forced me to be very resourceful.
1: Like dig into like the practicality of that. I I hear that so much. People feel this, especially like a young family or someone who is pursuing something and they have a responsibility at home and they have to pay for school loans or whatever it is. Talk to me about how do you practically find the time to grow the business to this seven figure entity that it is now?
0: So one, it's discipline and consistency. I think that's not a, it's such a boring concept to talk about, but I mean, I woke up at 5 AM every single day. Like I I didn't take a day off. I literally woke up at 5 AM. And in the beginning I was just working on business. And then I read an amazing book called The Miracle Morning Mm -hmm. by a guy named Hal Elrod. And he's an amazing mentor of mine now. And he talked about this idea of using your 5 a.m. before 8 a.m. to work on yourself so like read meditate write exercise uh, visualize all these amazing concepts to improve your mindset because that's what I mean I realize now that's if you don't have the mindset you can't actually reach your goals in the time frame that you want to reach them because it takes a lot of belief for you to push through day after day after day after day and, and just execute so My mornings became mindset mornings, and I was just consistently just developing that. And then in the evenings, I gave myself a two-hour window. That's it. I wasn't going to work more than two hours. Uh, If I had more than two hours worth of work to do, too bad. I have to do it tomorrow. What that did for me, though, was it forced me to focus in those two hours,
1: that's so good.
0: It, it forced me to really, before I even got to those two hours, it forced me to think about what I actually needed to get done. Like, you know, sending emails and checking social media, like that wasn't important to me growing the business. I, if I only had two hours to work on this, I have to spend those two hours on the most important things. And I read an amazing book called The One Thing by a guy named Gary Keller. And he talks a lot about this, you know, what is the one thing you have to get done that makes everything else irrelevant and so I just asked myself that question every single day um, so I I'd, I'd, I'd wake up I'd do my my mindset mornings and then in the evenings I'd execute from 6 to 8 p.m. and then from 8 to 8 15 I would decide what the next thing the next day was going to be like what's the what's gonna get done the next day and I just kept doing that and that was it it sounds crazy simple but Over time, that compounds because if you just spend even two hours a day, even 30 minutes a day, if you just spend an X amount of time Mm -hmm. doing the most important thing you could possibly be doing with absolute focus, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're achieving things a lot faster than you actually planned.
1: Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break so I can share with you about Help One Now. You may remember back in episode 52, I interviewed Chris Marlowe, their founder And I'm super excited to get behind their work this year. And I want to invite you to join me. Help One Now has a program called Family Empowerment where they go into impoverished areas in Ethiopia and help families start their own businesses. How cool is that? You and I know the power of entrepreneurship and small business and that it has the potential to change the course of people's lives. And this program has a 95% success rate and can help families increase their income by 500%. And this show is all about making an impact. So I thought it would be so cool for this year while you and I work to grow our own businesses, we also help these families grow theirs. You can go over to heatherparody.com forward slash help one now or click the link in the show notes to find out more information. All right, back to the interview.
0: And that's what I think happened.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you. There's so many things I could
0: ask you. No, about. Of course, yeah.
1: When you're when you're starting off and you're new to entrepreneurship, how do you identify what that very next thing is? What is the most important thing?
0: Uh, so mentors. Uh, you know, I I am a huge believer in the power of mentorship. Uh, I'm a, I try to mentor as much as I can now. Like I mean, I I just know how valuable it was for me and, and that's it. Like I mean, I found people that did exactly what I wanted to do. Like if they were launching physical product companies, I found those mentors. A lot of times these mentors are sharing their information for either free on YouTube or podcasts or like newsletters or emails or, and sometimes if you're lucky, they have a course or a book or something that you can divulge in and learn from and get their steps. So that's what I did. I just, I invested in mentors. I stopped putting money into my 401k and I started putting it in mentors and I was able to write it off anyways. So it, I got the tax break, which was awesome. And I actually had a much higher ROI because I was investing in myself. I love that. And at that stage in my journey, like it was so important for me to just keep investing back into me growing because I feel like at every stage of business I was growing, I had a new set of problems arise that I needed to be personally equipped to handle. Right. And so the mentors in my life gave me that blueprint. They, they literally showed me, hey, look, this is how you're going to do this. And when you get to this point, you're going to have these problems. And these problems are going to require you to learn these things. So you should spend your time doing that. And that was it. That's- I mean, I, I didn't make up anything. I didn't do anything. I'm not, I, at the time, I didn't have a business acumen. Like I wasn't a successful entrepreneur. So if I would have started just listening to myself and assuming that I had all the answers and really indulged my ego in that way, I would have failed miserably. Like I would have just dropped and failed because I, who am I to be a successful entrepreneur? Like I never did it. Right. Um, so mentors were everything for me early on. And I, I, I listened, I learned, I challenged, and then I got better. And now I can call my mentor some of my colleagues or equals or friends. And um, yeah, I think that's just the way you grow and learn. And But yeah, that was big for me, just knowing that I had people I could ask for help on what to do that. next.
1: So 2015 until present, I mean, you really operated off that principle, right? Where you're still working full-time. I'm, I'm not sure when you actually went full-time in your company now, but where you fit in 5 a.m. till whatever time and then those two hours at night. So you're saying that you can grow a successful company as a side hustle.
0: I grew my company to low seven figures um, while I was working a full-time job. Like I was able to go into work at some, at one point the last day I was at work, we were doing 200 grand a month in sales and I was going into my nine to five job or my seven to five job and my company was on its own. I'm telling you, I am proof it is doable.
1: But what's the difference between you, who are doing it in four or five hours, versus somebody who quits everything and is working, you know, insane amount of hours around the clock and struggling to break six figures? Like, what are the differences there?
0: Comfort and safety. Um, I didn't have the I didn't have the stresses that come from survival because I had a great paycheck coming in every single month. Like, I didn't have to worry about how I was going to eat. I didn't have to worry about how I was going to survive. I didn't have to worry about any of that. I had the pure luxury to invest everything I had back into my business. Mm. I had the luxury to make mistakes. Uh, Cause I knew that, okay, you know what, even if I screw this up, I'm not at least going to be homeless. Yeah, Like I, I, I don't have, and you know, and I didn't have the societal pressures either. Like, you know, people saw me as a successful engineer. No one knew I was launching Java press until like three months before I left my job. No one knew Java Press even existed. No way. Like, I didn't tell anybody. The only person I told it was my girlfriend, my brother, and my parents. And my parents didn't even believe it was real um, because they were like, what is this funny money you're printing? What, is, what, is, what are you doing? Uh, but it was really important to them that I was an engineer. And, you know, because an engineer, especially coming from an Indian background, is a really prestigious job. And so for them, it was like, Raj, if you're really going to be giving this up, you better be giving it up for something good. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I didn't have to, I think that's a bigger problem than the actual problem itself. Like, I don't think people are afraid of failure. I think they're afraid of people seeing them fail. So when you put all of your eggs into that basket and you just go all in, now you're making decisions based on what other people are going to think is happening to you. Like you might want to actually spend more time looking popular on social media. Like you've got the best life ever over taking all that time and energy and focusing on building a real business. And so I think that's one of the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest reasons doing something like having a steady income coming in while you're working on a potential home run is so valuable because you don't have to worry and you can make mistakes and mistakes are so valuable to, to who you're becoming and how you're getting there. And it's a part of your story. Yeah. Like the mistakes you make actually become the things that you talk about in your marketing and your branding and your messaging, right. Right. uh, because it's, it's true and it's you. And, um, and if you take that away from what you're doing, I think you, I think it becomes really hard to build a successful business because you're distracted by things that have nothing to do with growth. So
1: good. That is so good. Can you fast forward us, man, Tom's gone by fast. Can you fast forward us to when you quit your job? What year was that? And what have you created since then?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I quit my job July of 2017.
1: Congrats. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's about around a year and a half now. Um, I launched, uh, my own podcast, a stay grounded podcast in December of 2017. Um, we launched our line of coffees. We ended up partnering with amazing roasters in, uh, uh October of 2017. So as soon as I left that happened, um, and uh yeah 2018 was my first full year as an entrepreneur and that had its own set of learnings like the roller coaster is real i mean yeah. especially like you know i feel like i kind of got like i protected myself a lot by having a full time job and building a business cuz i didn't feel the downturns as much but when you're a full time entrepreneur when things don't go well or a launch doesn't go as planned or like you make a mistake it feels a lot deeper Yeah. So that brought a whole set of learnings for me and just growth. Like I learned how to be an entrepreneur all of last year. So that took a lot of my time making mistakes and make and being okay with making mistakes. That was a big one. Um, no, I'm just great. I'm very grateful for the journey. I've learned a lot and, uh, I'm continuing to work on growing the company. Um, Java press is doing great. We're, we're, we're helping a lot of people. We actually just granted our fifth wish for the make a wish foundation. Yeah, and so, that.
1: that's so cool.
0: So, so that was really, really, really fulfilling. Um, and uh, we're working on more charity partnerships and, and fun things. And then the podcast has been growing and that's got its own little following now. And I don't know, well, I'm, yeah. I'm very grateful just to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, so yeah. I don't take it for granted.
1: So like looking back, if you were to say that you would be completely satisfied with your life, that you fulfilled your vision, that you just created what you intended to create, what, what would that be?
0: At the end of my life for like... Yeah, um, what's
1: your end game?
0: Help people live extraordinary lives. And whether that's through the products I sell. If I sell a product, I'm going to make sure it's something that impacts people. Yeah. Um, if it's somewhere I, someone I meet or some place I go or, or just the way I live, I want to make sure that I bring out the best in others. I want my legacy to be the people in my life. I want, I want the people I influenced along the way, whether they were customers, listeners, um, mentees, mentors, parents, siblings, mm-hmm. romantic relationships, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to look back at my life and know that I gave my everything to everything I did and I made the world a little bit better than when I found it. When
1: I, came. I love that. I love that. Before our very last question, where can people connect with you? Definitely. I'm going to link up your, the coffee business, your podcast, everything in the show notes. So definitely check it out. And you also have a freebie too, about how to get more time in your day, 24 hours. Tell me about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was something I, I came up with when I was working full time, but, uh, the whole, you can totally check it out. You can go to rajana.com and it's just a, a free ebook opt-in, but it's just, how do you get more than 24 hours? And, um, The whole concept, you're not actually getting more than 24 hours. I have to tell you that. Like, I'm not like creating new, I'm not like adding time. Like, you're not going to be a 26 hour um, person. But what it is, is it's getting very intentional about where you're spending your time, what you're spending your time on. Yeah. and uh, using practical tools to remove things from your life so that you can feel like you have more time. Yep. Because when you feel like you have more time, you actually act like you have a lot of time. And that, when you act like you have time, um, that's where real creation, real creativity, real love, real acceptance, gratitude, that's where all these emotions start flowing. Mm. And when you just stay present in that state, you just start to impact people, your work. You just do everything at a much higher frequency. And um, so that's what I teach in that, in that, in that ebook. And uh, you can totally check it out. It's like a on Rajana.com.
1: Not um, to go over too much of our time, but I'm curious about when you were in your corporate job working, were you exposed to personal development, self-development, these practices, these rituals, or was this kind of coupled with the entrepreneurship journey?
0: So I learned all my lessons in hindsight, I didn't realize I was doing all these things in the moment. I think that would be like, just, I'd be, I'd be like the craziest person ever to just realize that I'm doing all this in the moment. But um, you know, my life forced a set of cards on me. Yeah. And um, looking back when I look at those cards and I look at what I did with those cards, I can take a lot of lessons. Uh, so I think most of my lessons always come in reflection. I journal every day, like I'm an avid journaler. and. Yeah. I try to learn back, just look back on my life and see what I've done and how I've done it, what I've done well, what I haven't done well. And so I think when you do that over time, you start to just see patterns and things. And Mm -hmm. um, so I think most of my lessons came actually later. Uh, But when I first started the company, when I was really focused, I didn't care about looking back. I just wanted to execute yeah. and be present in what I was executing. I love
1: that.
0: Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that was it. But, but yeah, if you want to find me though, you can come like I said rajanar.com is a great place. Um, I'm on Instagram and you can, that's, I post pretty often. And I'm pretty active there. So you can check me out there too. And yeah, if you have any questions, just reach out. I'm always here to help.
1: Up And if you want more of him too, definitely check out his show, I'll have that in the show notes as well. Last question. Let's say you were to go back to 22 year old Raj and sit with him over a cup of Java press coffee and have a little talk with him. What would you, what would you tell him if you had only about a minute to share any advice that, you know, now
0: just keep doing what you're doing. Like keep your head down, do the work, just be who you're, become who you want to be. And um, that's it. I wouldn't tell myself to do anything different. Every mistake I made was for a reason. Everything I did well was for a reason. Um, Looking back, I would just encourage live the journey just do it do the work and keep doing what you're doing because you already have all the answers you need
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.